The Beyond the Game program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. TownAndCountrySolutions.com. Fearing nothing but God. Bernie Carbo spent 12 seasons in the major leagues playing for six different clubs. He was a number one draft pick for the Cincinnati Reds. It was his pinch hit home run with the Red Sox in game six of the 1975 World Series that tied the game and set the stage for Carlton Fisk's famous game-winning homer in the 12th inning. Bernie Carbo joins us now on the Beyond the Game program. Welcome to the program, Bernie. Good to speak with you. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Thanks for calling. Many people don't realize that was actually your second pinch hit home run of the series, and yet you've been quoted as saying you played that World Series game as well as many other games while high on drugs. How bad had your addictions gotten during your playing days? Well, you know, it's it's it's, it's really a shame because uh, I really started drinking when I was 16 just to fit in, and I really didn't like the taste, but by the time I was 19, I was an alcoholic. And at that time, marijuana was very popular. And then I started smoking marijuana at 19. And that led to some cocaine and then crystal meth. And by the time I made the big leagues and I got introduced to uh, Dexedrine, Benzedrine, Darvons, Dapper Seals, Codeine, and everything else that was given to us by the team and the trainers, um, you know, it was uh, a roller coaster for so many years. Um 1969, I was uh, minor league player of the year. In 1970, I was sporting his rookie of the year. Had really difficulties with uh, contracts and uh, missed the next two years of spring training and really suffered in a sense because I got myself into a lot of trouble with management, managers and coaches and players. And it was uh, a real hard time for me. And I kind of pretty much kind of gave up, you know, gave up on a sense. I think that's what happens with addiction and ended up uh, at at the time being traded so many different times when teams found out, you know, that um, players that are addicted for drugs and whatever. I left Cincinnati because I ended up getting in a lot of trouble with Bob Hausman, who's the GM. I went to St. Louis and I thought I found a good home there and a lot of young players as I was very young at that time. We were doing a lot of drugs, and I don't think St. Louis traded me because of that. But when I went to Boston, uh, even after I hit the home run in 76, I think they knew the problems I was having, and they so they traded me to Milwaukee. And then Don Zimmer took over the Red Sox, brought me back, and he was like a father to me, I, Sparky Anderson was, and gave me another opportunity. But because of the drugs, I was sent to Cleveland and St. Louis and then released. And uh, my mother committed suicide. My dad died in 1989. I found myself going through a divorce. And uh, at that time being released, I went in to be a cosmetologist. Can you imagine making $150,000? I made $430,000 my whole career. And then go to the point where you know you're making about five thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars the next three years, and I had to really um, support my drug. I had to sell drugs, and that's the sad thing. I never felt that the life that I was living was wrong. As you mentioned earlier, you lost your mom to suicide. Your dad passed away. You were going through a divorce. Your drug use was out of control. How did you get things turned around and? How did you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Um, I was tired with the drugs and things. 
Bill Lee called me, Ferguson Jenkins, baseball assistance team. I went into a rehab, had an anxiety attack because I believed I shouldn't be there. I ended up in a hospital where uh, the rehab called me. The man listened to my conversation, asked me if I was a drug addict or an alcoholic. And uh, it was kind of strange him asking me that. And then he asked me, do, do I know who, do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I said, I don't know who Jesus is. And he said, you need to sit next to me. And I sat with him for the next three days. And he explained to me that I was a sinner. I had to repent of my sins. And uh, I really believe the Holy Spirit got a hold of me in that hospital. And then when I ended up back in rehab, uh, a gentleman came to me and he said, I, this is my first day here. I'm a Christian. I'm here to disciple you in the name of Jesus, and, and we're going to read the Bible and pray together and learn more about that relationship. But the funny thing about it was I was leaving the hospital. I asked the old man, I said, I don't even know who you are. He said, the only person you need to know and the only name you need to know is Jesus Christ. And he handed me my first Bible, but as I was being wheeled out, I asked the nurse, you know, who is that old man? And she said, well, he's a Baptist preacher. He's in there on blood clots. And it's amazing to me what God has done uh, in the 21 years of me being clean, living for Christ. It's not Bernie Carbo, it's Christ that's in me. You know, of course, it's not our intention to in any way glorify your drug addiction, but we, we do want to frame the magnificence of you know, God's grace in your life. And uh, you mentioned that after your playing days, you worked as a hairdresser, you had a salon, but um, you lost it due in part to the publicity surrounding Keith Hernandez, claiming it was you who had introduced him to cocaine. I wonder, Bernie, how much did that hurt you? And is it true that you tried to hire people to break his limbs? <laughs> well, you know, it's a wake-up call. You know, God has a, a funny way of telling you you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that you're not living your life the right way. You know, sometimes we get into the world and, and not having Jesus Christ in my life. My mother and father didn't believe in Jesus. My grandparents didn't believe in the Lord. Uh, we never went to church, never opened up a Bible. You know, we never talked about God. And without Jesus Christ in my life, you know, everything that I was doing, you think that your life's okay. You're doing what's right. You, you don't see anything wrong with it. You don't really, when the man said, you know, you're a sinner, I said, no, no. My dad said he was a good man, and I'm a good man. He said, no, no, you're born of the first Adam. You are born with the sin nature. You're born with sin. And, you know, with Keith Hernandez, I think he opened my eyes to the fact that, you know what, I'm not living a good life. But the fact is that if I didn't go through that, where would I have been to understand the fact that I needed Jesus Christ in my life, and I needed to repent, and I needed to get on my knees and say, God, I can't do this anymore in my own power. It, I am dying. And when you have that addiction of drugs and alcohol, and whatever the addiction may be, it may be pridefulness, it may be money, it may be your job, you know, what is your God? And what, you know, to me, the world was my God, and uh, it, it didn't, it doesn't last. And, you know, I think the thing that we have to remember, the eternity that we have to be with God, my Lord Jesus Christ, and the kingdom, uh, I just feel that, yeah, I, I said some things that now, if I was with the Keith Fernandez today, 
I would say to Keith, you know, God, you know, God loves you, Keith, and and we we lived in that. And I'm really sorry that I introduced you to the drug, but you know, I want to introduce you to something that's better. I want to introduce you to God that loves you so much and created you in His image, His likeness, to let you know His Son Jesus Christ died on that cross for you, took on the sin of the world, took on your sin, and you can be reborn again by repenting. And be that man God created, and to be used by God and His purpose, and to live your life to have eternity with God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I love Keith Hernandez, a tremendous baseball player. Um, yes, I led him the wrong way, and I feel that you know he said some things that you know hurt my family, hurt my mother and dad. But the fact is that I needed someone from the time I was 17 years old. And this happened at the age of 43. Wouldn't it have been unbelievable if somebody at 17, 18, 19 said, you know what, you need Jesus. And sat down and gave me the gospel and the free gift that God gives us to understand why I was created. And I think we get blinded by the life that we live in. I was blinded. I never felt that the life that I was living was wrong. We're talking with Bernie Carbo, former Major League ball player, currently has a ministry called the Diamond Club Ministry. You can learn more at BernieCarbo.com. We've established the type of person you were prior to giving your life to Christ. As, as consumed by drugs and alcohol as you were, you now seem to be far more consumed by the gospel. Can you tell us more about the Diamond Club Ministry and the joy you have telling other people yeah. about Jesus? The Diamond Club Ministry was formed by Carl Schillings and myself in 1994, which was to teach baseball and tell kids about Jesus. In the last five years, God has just blessed us and my wife with the ministry to go to prisons, jails, detention homes, halfway houses, churches, men's groups, boys and girls clubs, and wherever the door opens, I, I go uh, to speak about my relationship with God, but also my past experiences with the drugs, the alcohol, the sexual abuse, and things that went on, you know, divorce, my mom's suicide, my dad dying, and going through so much in my life that I'm able, to, in the Diamond Club ministry, to travel all through New England because I hit a home run in the 75 World Series, believe it or not, 40 years ago, and these young kids come to me, I say, you know, just ask your grandpa or grandma about <laughs> me. In the Red Sox Nation, you know, I, I speak to college players. I speak to professional players. I do a lot of church, men's groups, men's breakfasts, and give my testimony. You know, if someone calls me, I had a man call me today and say, look, we have a very small church here. We only have 15 people in the church. Could you possibly come and speak? I said, oh, yes, I'd love to come and speak to you and encourage you and encourage others to be able to be used by God no matter what age you are. And then to go into prisons and jails to tell them they have a lot of hope and understanding that they can turn away from this way of life. You know, 89% of you men will be coming back. But the fact is, if you know Jesus Christ, there's a better opportunity for you to turn away from what you're doing and turn away to, and turn your eyes to God and keep your eyes on the Lord. So I'm very excited still about the ministry. My journey has been a long journey, and I have to tell you that I'm very humble to understand that it's not about Bernie Carbo, it's about Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. You seem to have a special heart for young people and for families in particular, and you've told countless numbers of people your story of a life turned around by Jesus Christ. 
But for former teammates and, and people from your past, how do they respond when they hear of how far you've come and they see the evidence of a completely new person in Christ? Well, it's kind of funny. We had our uh, we had our forty year reunion, and I saw some of the players, you know, staring at me and looking at me. And as I walked over, I said, "What's you know? It's been forty years, guys. What's going on?" And they said, "You know, it's amazing that you're standing here with us, Bernie. Uh, we really you shouldn't even be alive." And it gives me an opportunity. I said, "I'm only alive because of Jesus Christ." Because I've been reborn, and I'm not that man. That old man has died, and a new man has been born. And they look at me and say, wow, you know, how has your life changed? So it gives me an opportunity. Uh, I witness to a lot of baseball players. Uh, I give baseball tracks out. Uh, I tell players about Christ whenever I get an opportunity. And I think the players that knew me, you know, some of them maybe not had known about my, my addiction, but the ones that did, uh, they watch. They watch me. They want to see how I'm living, what I'm doing, and how I'm doing things. And, you know, uh, I haven't had a drink in 22 years. I haven't had a drug in 22 years by the grace of God. So, yeah, you know, I am a testimony because I lived with these guys. I played with these guys. And as Pete Rose said at one time, he said, Bernie Carbo was the craziest baseball player he ever knew. Uh, I just, uh, I love the players that I played with and I want them to know that, uh, lives can be changed by the grace of God and by the mercy of God and by His Son, Jesus Christ, that, uh, you can be forgiven for your sins and understand that, uh, there is a hell and there is a heaven and being separated from God is not where I want you to be. I want you to know Christ as your personal Savior. It's a gift from God and it's a free gift. That is so awesome that God would give his son for Bernie Carbo, that he would die on that cross for me and take my punishment, who had no punishment, who is God. And God knew from the beginning that when I was in my mom's womb, what I would go through and how I would come to know the Lord by the gospel, by this man in the hospital saying, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And the Holy Spirit fell upon me and then, the rehab, being discipled, and then a good church, and having good friends, and doing Bible studies, and, and then marrying a good woman, a good Christian woman, Tammy. Uh, my son Christopher is in the Army, loves the Lord. So it's been a good journey, and I continue to walk and walk with him, and just love my life and, and understand how important it is to be able to show people Christ, not only in my walk, but being able to be verbal and to tell them, hey, you know what? God loves you. Your life is certainly a remarkable story of the power of God and the and the grace of God. And I want to thank you for spending time with us today. Is is there anything we can pray about for you? Yeah, you know, I, my ministry is going to be up in New England um, this June and July. We're really looking for safe travels and things. Uh, also, my son's in the army. He's a captain. He's with the Green Beret. Pray for our service people. Um, pray for our lost souls. Pray for our world. Well, amen. I, I appreciate your passion. It's been a real privilege to talk to you about the life-changing power of Jesus Christ, and I wish you and your ministry, and we'll keep you in prayer, and I, I wish you all the best. 
Well, I appreciate it. And if you want, come on out to the fantasy camp, March 18th, 19th, and 20th. I'll give you a free ride. You can come in, put a uniform on, and play with us guys. And uh, it's a great camp. It's very inexpensive. You can go to BernieCarbo.com. Thank you so much for taking your time, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Well, thanks a lot, Rick. You have a blessed day. You too, Bernie. Take care now. See you, brother. That's Bernie Carbo, our guest here on Beyond the Game. Bernie's a member of the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame, as well as the All-Fenway Park team, which includes the 40 greatest Red Sox players of all time. You can visit his website at BernieCarbo.com. There you can find more information about participating in that fantasy camp he spoke about that takes place at Hank Aaron Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. You can also purchase his book, Saving Bernie Carbo, available at Amazon or again at BernieCarbo.com. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. <laughs> 